0: Um, as you know, the, uh, you dismissed a few days ago the case that brought by South Africa against Israel at the ICJ. <coughs> did you read the indictment? And if you did, do you believe that cutting off water, electricity and fuel on a civilian population does not constitute a war crime? By itself. Nothing else. Yes, moment. I read the indictment. and as I said, and I, I, we stand by what we, what we said about this, we find it without merit we found it, find it
1: counterproductive
0: Welcome to Move Left Idiots, a socialist talk podcast. I'm your host, Anthony Montarulo, joined by my
2: co-host, Comrade Dracula. Comrade, what's happening? I know it's been a while, but man, you got to pump your energy up there, buddy. (laughs) Forgot my name there for a second. Uh, Uh, Yeah. Jesus Christ. Wakey, wakey. Um, Yeah, we're back after a little bit of time, a little more holiday break, uh, some extra time off so Anthony can uh, be a slave to the man (laughs) working at the whatever place he works at the the best pro shops this is where i'm working these days yeah yeah i heard you had a little uh, clean up on aisle 12 there at the yeah yeah the Bass I had a bad
0: pro day uh, at work i don't want to talk about it but uh
2: yeah yeah so w- was that you in the tank or was that just you had to clean up after that guy i mean
0: i, I can neither confirm nor deny whether with or not that i <laughs> yeah no that what a jesus christ
2: <laughs> yeah, and then and then this this guy who went viral cuz he got stuck in a vase did you see that one <laughs> Yeah. and he's like freaking that was like the out. Same
0: night too. That was like that was one of the great like like fucking stupid white people yeah. you know days of all time on Twitter. Is, it, is and, the guy and, and
2: then yeah that, that that those two guys those two guys and then you've got the rioting Hasidic Jews <laughs> because they're their own synagogue. Um, I woke up the other day extra early and I was just like hopped on Twitter and I look at trending. And I see the word Jew tunnel (laughs) Just like what? I'll click on this and see what this is all about. And then I see this video of these guys climbing out of a tunnel uh, or being pulled out of a tunnel um, by the police. And uh, like the whole room, like 200 dudes starts riding and like smashing the desks and throwing chairs and shit. And I'm like, oh, my God, like what the fuck is this all over? because apparently these guys spent the last year digging a tunnel from one part of this synagogue to another apparently there's a big like kerfuffle between two sides of this you know you, you know when there's ever there like a very really niche uh, part this of the religion this is insanely niche and then there's like another another within that, that. within that there's another even more extreme religious sect inside that one and it's like just, oh my god and they're all wearing like they've all got like the fedoras on and they've all got you know like they, they all wore the exact same thing so yeah they had this tunnel It apparently was you know <laughs> we, it's like they knocked down like a hole in a wall that was like a like a cinder block firewall so not only creating a structural hazard but a fire hazard at the same time <laughs> fire <laughs> uh, and uh, so yeah and it was like underneath t- Two other people's houses. So like it could have collapsed to other people's homes too. And this was just because they wanted to take over another part of the synagogue that had been closed, right? But then they ended up, apparently the the tunnel itself, which was only three feet tall, became like a social hangout for them. So when the police showed up with a cement truck to fill it in, they went fucking bonkers and started rioting (laughs) because they were taking away the tunnel they worked so hard to build (laughs) 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 No, <laughs> oh, I know they had fucking like mattresses in there. They had like you know. Oh well, like, yeah, yeah, the bloody like fucking... the the mattress, the child's mattress, child size mattress with a huge blood stain on it. Yeah. Like the, the, there was definitely some. Some uh, PizzaGate people that uh, were taking great notice of that. Uh, oh yeah, on I mean, I, can, can, you know, just try. Can you possibly
0: try to make this any more fucking ammunition for like the psychos on Twitter? <laughs> well, <laughs> you don't think there's that, a pedophile around every fucking right? corner, <laughs> right? Read that tweet that you sent me the other yeah, day. Yeah, this is a great tweet. And there are a lot of great tweets about this because this is just, I, you know. I, you, this is something you could just never string these set of sentences together, you know, th- to, to replicate the situation. But, um, yeah, so it was, uh, what is it? No content ACC uh, on Twitter said, uh, imagine trying not to sound like the most anti-Semitic man alive while going, yeah, on the walk home, I saw a Sid guy crawl out of a hole in the ground and then scurry away into the night. <laughs> this is a fucking video of, of like, a Hasidic guy crawling out of, like, an opening in the in in a subway grate that's outside of the 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 like in on the sidewalk, and it's like barely big enough for but like I could never fit through this hole. This thing is fucking super narrow, and there's like jagged. It, it was little like a
2: seal coming up out of the ice. <laughs> he just like like just bloop. He just popped it, right it, it's out. It's very <laughs> anxiety
0: inducing because there's sharp jagged like grates.
2: I'm like right. I would rip my fucking you know intestines out. Well, trying to get out it, if this. you were going in and out of the hole all the time, you'd probably be pretty good at it. You know, you'd be pretty. <laughs> pretty oh, limber a fucking tennis balls on those things if he I was like going in, he like pops up out of this thing sees he's on camera and kind of he's kind of like hunched over he kind of like looks around he like, doesn't know what to do he, he and slurs, then just, like, scurries, scurries, away. scurries away like hunched over <laughs> like, 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 like I, i'm like was this this is staged right this couldn't this this, this is, is some sort of fucking
0: yeah this is like a rorschach test to see whether or not you're anti-semitic this is just yeah like,
1: And you almost feel
2: bad for these poor cops because it's like they're just like these crazy religious fanatics (laughs) ripping the the walls down, trying to like get into their tunnel to to save it. And they're like, you know, and apparently all these students are they're all Israeli. They're all here on visas. Um, and the actual head rabbi of the synagogue is like, yeah, they're extremists and I've been trying to get rid of them for years. Um, I'm, like I'm actively trying to get their their student visas revoked to get them out of the country because like they're literally tearing the place apart. Look at this, you know, and this fucking cop, there's a clip of this cop and he's like, you know, he, he knows they're foreign. He's like, where are you from? Where are you from? Yeah, he's like israel is like okay well we don't do this in america we're referring to the tunnel <laughs> <laughs> like we, we don't dig tunnels under buildings because we know they can collapse oh my god you know? yeah and yeah. It, like you said you said this you were like if this was you know imagine if this was a bunch of muslims building a <laughs> tunnel building under, a, under, under a new mosque. york city like
1: yeah, you would yeah. have
2: you would have an active shooter situation so quickly uh, uh, you know, just the, the, the January coming, 6th so... people would be fucking like, like, yeah, they would literally be patrolling
0: the fucking, like, you know, the Bensonhurst, like on the, on, on every fucking, you know, street corner with like a, with an assault rifle, you know, arguing with cops about how they're, you know, just protecting
2: you, you America. You have guys and... digging up their backyards to, to, to say they were going to find where the tunnel was. I'm going <laughs> to find that Taliban tunnel, <laughs> you know? And then, and then once they got down there, they'd be like, hey, it, it's pretty cool down here. I kind of kind of built my own tunnel. Kind of kind of kind of made my own little bunker down here. I kind of like this. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just stay down I kind of kind of got a little man cave down here in my Taliban
1: tunnel. <laughs>
0: um, I'm convinced, like half of preppers, that's all it is. Is they want like a little fucking like a little room to themselves because they hate their lives. So they they build like a little fucking
2: it's you know I, 1950s it, bomb shelter in their backyard. Right. It's it's it, you know it's the fucking John Goodman in. Um, 10 Cloverfield Lane. yeah yeah Yeah. it's that it's like i want a little room i can shackle a young girl to a fucking wall to (laughs) and and tell her that i'm doing it for her own good but then it turns out i was right the whole time
0: even though i'm still well that's i mean
2: that's what's so i mean not you know spoiled the movie but that's why because i remember the first one was like a godzilla movie and then the third one was like a really shitty like stuck on a space station i don't remember what the fuck happens but yeah but it was that middle one it was that middle one where the whole thing takes place in a, like one or two rooms in this bunker underground that was such a taut thriller um
0: yeah and it was fucking you know it, john goodman who was an incredible actor mary elizabeth winstead who was a great actress and some other guy who was pretty good but it, it just yeah, yeah, like you said, it was just a fucking incredible thriller. Then that just happened to have like a bunch of well, crazy fucking connections
2: at the end. To and, and the tension is is great because you don't know what's true outside that room, but th- we never cut away from that room. There's no more action to cut to, to ease the tension. So you're just like constantly getting like more and more like stressed out watching it. I'll tell you, I I have seen a couple uh, since the last time we had an episode. I've seen quite a few uh, movies. Uh, I saw Killers of the Flower Moon. Oh, did okay how was it uh it, it's it's amazing. It doesn't feel like there's like an extra unneeded hour to it the way that uh the Irishman does. We were just kind of mm. like, all right come on, Martin, <laughs> wrap <Yeah>. it up <laughs> um this just keeps moving, but you're you're also still just like. You know, it's like the 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 Jesse Pinkman, like he can't keep getting away with it. You know, Um, um, that's actually out tomorrow on uh,
0: Apple Plus. I'm I'm very excited to watch that this weekend if I can.
2: Yeah, I forget where I watched it. I think it was a a, a YouTube rental or bought one of the two. My girlfriend got it. Um, Yeah, Lily Gladstone, who just won a Golden Globe. It was amazing, isn't it, it? And uh, apparently, people were mad because they, you know, they wanted Emma Stone to win because she's got lots of fans. And people were like, "Who? No one's even heard of Lily Gladstone." It's like you're kind of that, that movie point. seemed
0: like <laughs> such a fun. Like that movie's definitely going to win a bunch of Oscars because that's just that typical fucking the, the Emma Stone movie. Like the shit that that Oscar voters love, just really like. Yeah, what's, fucking... what's the deal with
2: that? She's like mentally challenged, and I, and it's and it's
0: like you know, sing songy, like... and it's it, it just very much gave me like an like remember the movie The Artist that like inexplicably won Best Picture in 2013, the fucking uh, silent
2: movie. No, I don't remember that one. But Gerard Dipperdo. I, I started boycotting the Oscars after uh, they did not give the Best Picture Oscar to There Will Be Blood back in 2008. Uh, what won that do- year? No Country for Old Men, which isn't a bad movie, but it was by no means the best movie. And I mean, it's not like it's, not it lost to like, a Crash or something, you know, like that. It, it's not like it lost to like an all. Brokeback Mountain, but, yeah, that Brokeback Mountain losing to Crash, uh, that, that was a fucking was, egregious sin of all egregious. Like sins. That, that was when liberal Hollywood was like, we're not that liberal yet, we're not ready. To <laughs> yeah, no, no, all right, all right, slow down, guys. A little too far. Come on, a little too far. <laughs> Let's get like it. the fucking it was mediocre. Even, they even had the trope of like the gay character dying. You know, like that Hollywood trope, like we even killed off the gay guy and he still couldn't, couldn't get with it, huh? Um, yeah. I also saw the Gene Seberg biopic with uh, Kristen Stewart, which um, got really bad reviews, or at least it got bad uh, fan reviews. And I was just like, really? Because I feel like that's a kind of an easy sell, you know, f- like famous hot actors, uh, civil rights movement stuff, uh, FBI's evil and pushed <laughs> her to kill herself. Like what's not to like Christian Stewart, good actor. Right. And I watched it. And really the only thing I didn't like about it completely was it felt more like a play than a movie. Um, Mm -hmm. and then I found out the filmmaker actually their filmmaker's background is in the theater. So that made sense too. But Anthony Mackie's in it. Um, great, just all around pretty good. Um, and until, until the movie was coming out, I'd only just recently learned prior to that about, uh, J Edgar Hoover and the FBI basically, uh, stalking her and harassing her and defaming her in newspapers to the point where she just killed herself so yeah i'm
0: not, I'm not familiar with the story at all I, I gotta check that out That's you know who gene
2: seaberg is though right I, vaguely not 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 super. vaguely man you did not go to the same film school i did because <laughs> the film school i yeah. did having to watch john luc goddard's breathless was like something that happened at least every semester oh no we
0: watched breathless <laughs> i just i wasn't i guess maybe i didn't you know dig too deeply into the uh
2: oh you mean ocean. the story about the fbi specifically gotcha
0: okay. yeah yeah no i yeah no yeah. breathless is like the the go-to for lazy film teachers of like this is the you
2: know, <laughs> right right it's actually the, i mean the
0: to- and it's a great film I'm, I'm not you know shit not but it's like it's a go-to for you know
2: yeah, I, I don't like it that much, honestly. The first time I ever watched it, I was kind of bored. I was like, well, at least these people are pretty to look at, you know, but, yeah. you know, as far as cinema, I was just found it kind of boring. I, I know that, like, for the era, doing kind of, like, nihilistic art cinema like that was kind of the thing. That's what well, I called it. new It's important. It's maybe not the most
0: entertaining. It's one of those, like, oh, okay, I guess this movie's important. But it's not like I when think, I, like, yeah. pop in,
2: a, you know, on a Saturday night to be like, oh, man, can't wait to watch Breathless again. <laughs> If, right, it's it's breathless because you can't you know wait to breathe after it's over. And it's Like how long? I even had a film teacher that showed us that in the the remake they did in the '80s with uh, Richard Gere. The... Oh, I didn't they did one. That's... Oh yeah, it's like okay, this film school had some weird teachers. Um, I also saw the creator, the creator, the creator. Oh, I want to, I
0: want to check that out. How was that?
2: Yeah, so I I had heard that uh, it was visually amazing, but pretty much copied every single thing you could copy from every other original sci-fi film, which Mm. both of those assertions are true. It is phenomenal to look at, and I don't know how they made it for only only $80 million, Um, other than that they did so much practical photography, and they used a camera that you can buy at Best Buy. So they, they, they cut some corners on, you know, things like, you know, expensive film camera rental. Um but yeah, it's it's just it's like almost like paint by numbers as far as the story elements. There's nothing you mm-hmm. haven't seen here before. Um and there's a couple giant plot holes in it, but you know, it is sci-fi, so we gotta let some of that some of that stuff slip. It's just it's like one of those things where it's kinda like a Elysium where it's like Oh, the rich people have all this power and all this military might, but it's all contained within one single thing in space. And all you have to do is destroy that one thing and suddenly the world is completely free. And it's like, I'm pretty sure that any world power military is not going to build just one Death Star. (laughs) and call it a day like they would have a couple different death stars and keep them far apart from each other so you they build one and then you blow it up and then they build another one and then you blow (laughs) it up and then they build another one um uh, it but yeah i mean it's definitely worth watching um gareth edwards who directed rogue one i love i I love that the movie poster for the creator underneath the words the creator says From the director of Rogue One. (laughs) Right. That was like we were like, how do we sell this to people? Because Gareth Edwards is not a household name, even though people love Rogue One. But if they don't know his name, can we put the name of Rogue One on the poster for his other movie? Which I, I like, I can't remember the last time I've ever seen the name of another movie. On the poster for the movie they're trying to sell. <laughs>
0: no, that's like an '80s tra- that's like an '80s sort of trope that you don't really see as much anymore. That used to be a big thing in the '80s on posters and
2: shit. Yeah, but, and, and I'm sure um, trying to turn this thing in for 80 million um was a big selling point because this isn't attached to any other, you know, franchise or sequel or anything, and it's right. It's, you know, and you know, I think this probably had a similar life uh,
0: span that that Zack Snyder's new movie had, the the Rebel Moon movie, whereas it like contains major elements from his Star Wars pitch that he was signed on for
2: and then you know left or got fired from or whatever. So uh, what I heard was that the reason it got rejected was because it was such a copy and paste of A New Hope. And they were like, look, we already let J.J. Abrams do that. We can't do that. Dedicate- <laughs> We've done this already. We just literally just did this. Yeah. Well, and and man, even Zack Snyder fans on YouTube are just like, this thing is a pile of shit. Yeah, <laughs> this, is, yeah. this is like the worst, awfulest, just no characterization, people screaming and shouting for no reason slow-mo scenes and then within the slow-mo scene it slows down even more you know it just just because it looks visually
0: you know it looked visually like oh wow this looks again like every jack zack snyder movie uh for the most part it looks great visually but it's a fucking you know incomprehensible mess
2: before I, i even watched the trailer for it and i just looked at like the the poster the art for it i was like no this looks like somebody who you know, just drew the characters in a sketchbook and said, "I want to make a movie with these." Ca-. Like, it didn't look like real people. I mean, they they know? have fucking lightsabers in the movie. Like in the trailer, they have like right?
0: barely <laughs> like like I don't even know legally how you get away with this without like you know intellectual property uh, violations. They, they made it's them like, like shaped differently. So they got, right, they're like they flaming them. instead of just solid. So it's like ah, oh, it's just a different thing. It's just it's um, like
2: Zack Snyder doesn't understand like the source material and why it was good because there was. Themes about stuff that... Because yeah, it's that, fundamentally that an anti- things, anti-fascist, you know, story right, of rebellion, so... But, but it, even even not even just that, but, like, other sci-fi elements. He doesn't understand that people like those things because they represented deeper-meaning things. He just thinks, oh, there's a robot? You like robots, right? So I'll put a robot in this. Right. Without understanding, like, the and... themes of science fiction that robots inherently embody. He doesn't understand it. He's like, what looks cool? And so, well, I like... I, I I watched a very long review about um, how Zack Snyder fundamentally does understand what theme is um, and what (laughs) objects like represent themes in a film. And I am more confident than ever that he does not understand that, that the watchman is a story about bad people. (laughs) Right. (laughs) No, no. I think he understands that.
0: And, And he, he lucked into like making a decent movie and I don't, Think it's anything that he did i think it's just that he had the source material and he tried to adapt it fairly um uh, you know faithfully but I, you know for whatever reason i it, it somehow ended up working but i don't think that had anything to do with him right. even it, it, fundamentally it understanding
2: because, the story like, yeah he made a great dystopia because he is actually a fascist right well the, he, again, he actually yes. i mean and and I read other other articles where he is like an act like the reason why he likes superheroes is because he is actually like like a eugenic supremacist.
0: Yeah, no, he's a he's a huge
2: Ayn Rand devotee like that's Yeah, his, he truly
0: his, that's his political he, idol. He bl- like he's he's talked about that he he is. I think he's still attached to make uh, an adaptation of the Fountainhead like that's his hit one of his like, you know, white whale projects is to right. adapt uh, the Fountainhead. And I think Atlas Shrugged also like all of her fucking garbage uh you know like uh fiction into into like a mass market you know film but i think he's probably i I love watching the trailers
2: for uh for like those kind of right-wing movies that never come out in theaters and you watch the trailer and there's like not a single actor in it you recognize you know the trailers are are funny enough like the the um was a father's rights that video i sent to you the trailer (laughs) for that (laughs) Oh my god. Oh, man. By the way, Rebel Moon uh currently sits at twenty-two percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Oof. So, yeah, rough. Yeah. So yeah. somebody else I wanted to mention in the news this week, uh also a uh race eugenics guy, uh Elon Musk. <laughs> so this is just this is real brief. I wanted to get this out here. Uh, headline from Fortune magazine. It's a very long headline. Uh it says Elon Musk throws more fuel on the racial fire, burning down his ex, Twitter, advertising revenue by weighing in on diversity debate about black people's intelligence. So he had a tweet, or an X, as he calls it, because tweets are now called X's. It will take an airplane crashing and killing hundreds of people for them to change this crazy policy of DIE, he wrote, using his preferred acronym for diversity... Equity and inclusion, people Which is will DEI. right. No, he changes it because he thinks that like if you let a black guy fly a plane, that they'll crash into a oh, mountain.
0: Is that his pun? Is he thinks that's clever? Like DIE instead of DEI. Uh, I
2: switched the E and the I, so it's uh, instead of yeah. So funny and edgy. I, I don't know how how people can 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 pretend that they don't it, think he's like, hilarious. D- does he? Does he? Is he? It, it, the thing is, like he thinks that. If you hire, you know, a diverse range of people instead of just white men to fly the plane, they'll crash into a mountain because everything he's ever touched, he's crashed into a mountain. (laughs) Yes. So, you know, and honestly, if you got on a plane and you saw that the captain, the pilot of the plane was Elon Musk, would you feel safe flying? On that no, point. I would flee immediately. I'd no, a horrifying <laughs> notion. Yeah, I was like, find me literally anybody else to fly besides him. Even if
0: he's like, oh no, I'm rich. I got a pilot. I, I spent hours flying. I got a pilot's license. He's a fucking putz. Like I've, I, you know, I've seen his
2: his products. So, so if you, if I kind of dug into this a little bit, and and yeah, so basically, there's some report that found you know that diversity of hires were hiring people who mm-hmm. had a lower IQ than their white counterparts right and if you know anything about the history of iq tests you know that they were written by white people (laughs) to test the intelligence of like grade school children right who who don't know anything yet right so and what they did was they would test for like different things like verbal reasoning uh working memory um visual spatial skills and some kids were better at ones than the other but then they would take the different measurements and Smash them all together into an average, and then divide their score by their age and multiply it by a hundred. So, it like you know, kids of different ages would have different IQs, but they would balance it out by just like really stupid math, right? And then immediately, this is like 1904. This was done immediately. Like racists and eugenicists uh, picked up on it and used it to say that white people were smarter than black people. You know, even though that, like, you know, they, they may have had completely different types of intelligence or had different backgrounds, different, you know, level of schooling, different, you know, classrooms. Um, you're just throwing them all together to say, "Oh, look, white people smarter. We have, you know, our our, our pure blood is why we're, our brains work better." And you know, we we know now that like none of that's fucking true. No, right. that's fucking true. But to just to say you know and, and what do you do when you fly a plane anyway you sit there with a giant fucking checklist that you've run through thousands and thousands and thousands of time times right like there's very little intelligence involved in that there's very little anything other than just drilling shit into your head obviously somebody with a whole career of experience would be able to Throw that out the window in a situation like the, that, plane coming down in the Hudson River, uh, and it pull off basically an impossible <clears throat> landing. But anyone who's been a pilot that long potentially could do something like that. It wasn't because he was white. It's
0: a muscle memory <laughs> thing. I'm sure it's a lot like just driving. Like it does not require a tremendous amount of you know. I, it, it's it's just something that you could learn to do. No. You know, it's 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 you know, it's, you have all these and, redundant cool, systems.
2: Basically. The plane landing safely or crashing never comes down to the actions of one single individual. No. You know, if you if you ever watched documentaries about what brings down planes, it's cutting corners in engineering, yeah. right? Not, not because somebody <laughs> designed <laughs> something bad, but because they wanted to find a cheaper way to make it faster. Yeah. Like the or, fucking or they 737
0: that the fucking the half a panel just ripped off in fucking midair, you know, like last week, like that. It's right.
2: And, 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 the, and they'll cut, find out, cutting they'll find out that like they they switched from a uh more reliable stronger bolt or something I think, uh, they did already I think cheaper. in that case
0: they yeah. they they mentioned i was something about a corner cutting thing about the way that they build it built it um and it was this one bolt that was like not you know secure enough and it literally just ripped the fucking you know piece of the fuselage off in midair and yeah. Somehow, miraculously, there's nobody sitting in that seat on a pretty full plane. But uh oh my god! Yeah, I mean,
2: it, you you think like <laughs> like the person sitting if there was somebody sitting there. I mean, you've, I'm sure you've seen planes where like a huge chunk of the fuselage broke off and like yeah. people got like fucking felled to their, to their deaths. But you see the picture of the plane coming, you know, and landing, and there's people still belted in. Yeah, right next to the giant hole like could you yeah. imagine the fucking terror <laughs> all the oh my I god imagine. i would i think like i would uh i, I think i would have like i would have like a, a literal heart attack and no die. I, jesus christ can
0: you imagine yeah i can't even imagine i would like, actually, i would pass
2: out i would pass out from just the the terror of it yeah they found
0: um 'Cause I guess a bunch of people's cell phones got sucked out of the hole when it when the thing ripped off. They actually found one intact, like like, you know, whatever in, in the flight path or in like the debris path or whatever. Oh wow. And it was like fine. Like it was functioning still. It was on the uh like the check in reservation, like the the screen was unlocked still somehow.
2: And that phone belonged to DB Cooper, yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> I just read a thing about DB Cooper today that um cause you cause you know that like there's guys that are like Think that they're gonna crack that case still because it's right. it's just right, you know, it's it's become this this cultural zeitgeist. Um but one Same guy's detail, that are gonna find that Malaysian Airlines flight that disappeared. Yeah, one little detail I didn't know till today, and I've watched like every fucking documentary about TB Cooper just because it's everyone's obsessed with it. Um apparently before he hopped out of the plane, he took his tie off and left it in his seat, right? <laughs> and the FBI has that tie. And so, like, historians are trying to get the FBI to, like, give them access to it because there's a there's a guy that has, he, apparently he had access to it once and found that there was, like, microscopic uh, bits of uh, iron in the fabric of his tie and figured out where that iron came from uh, and it was apparently some kind of steel manufacturing place in Pittsburgh that was responsible for making, like, a huge chunk of... Boeing's airplane parts, right? So they're like, okay, this guy must've had knowledge of like the inner workings of this plane to know how to open the door and jump out of it. And at what speed and what position the flaps had to be. And he was living near to this place that was building the parts for the planes too. Who could that have been? Who was in both places at these exact times? And they think this one historian thinks he's narrowed it down to this one guy that, that died back in 2002, but he can't know for sure until the FBI lets him sample the tie again. <laughs> so it's like it's back of the news, baby.
0: <laughs> Man, this has fucking History Channel written all over it. It, I mean,
2: it, it's just one. It's, it's cool. Like it's, it's he cool. left like his, like that, he took yeah. his tie off and left his tie on the plane, and then hopped out at, at three hundred miles an hour and somehow lived. And yeah, it's just it's like the the tie is like the fucking what's that? What's the the, the the Shroud of Tauren, Shroud of Turin, of, yeah. Turin. Yeah, it's
0: like that. It's like that, but for the modern It's era. totally real thing. That's for sure like you know, has it has an like an image of Jesus implanted into it from when he was fucking buried in it. That's <laughs> oh that's God. for sure a real thing that wouldn't have disintegrated completely by now.
2: Yeah, I don't know. I mean they, they... It's, <laughs> from it's, from it's the like year any, thirty. Any fucking Da Vinci code fucking thing that you can give people online that gives them hope for a you know there's no mystery in the world that's the part like
0: that shit's fun i've always enjoyed like uh, even you know as a kid and even as an adult i enjoy that shit even though i know it's you know mostly horse shit because uh, there's no real you know intrigue or discovery left to really be had you know unless you're you know like a deep sea exploration. I was going to you know, say, I, I mean, like... the, the,
2: the mystery of exploring the Titanic in a uh, fucking submarine you, <laughs> yeah, you friend. built from home Depot. <laughs> it sounds like a lot of, I mean, who, who knows? Oh, we man. might die down there and create a whole new mystery. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Uh, I was just thinking about that the other day. I was like, God, when was that? And that was just only back in June. Yeah. That's how, that's how like, I, I thought that was like, I was like, man, if that's like three years ago, I'm going to be fucking freaking out. What a weird fucking year. I don't know. I did just, yeah. And now we're
0: already into fucking 2024 and and another election. And I could not care remotely any fucking less than I do right now. I I feel like there's just nobody to fucking, you know, I I, I, I don't know. I, I just feel like I've never been so sort of checked out of politics. And I think that that's probably not, you know,
2: great not not good for the show for a political (laughs)
0: podcast but yeah like you know i just what
2: well i'll tell you you i'll tell you you might be apathetic but jill biden is not because according to the associated press today jill biden says that joe biden's record age of 81 as president is an asset an asset did you (sighs) see
0: that this motherfucker can die at any time like come on this is this is exciting like what yeah. just... his age is an asset for kamala harris yeah so... yeah right no right 100 yeah i i uh, i don't know i'd be i'd be very surprised if they uh don't jettison her like if they if they don't jettison him which they Who, may Joe? not have
2: no
0: no uh, well yeah <laughs> like, maybe you i'm Jesus. sorry but
2: your wife can't come anymore she's, <laughs> she's not allowed in the um, so i just want to read a quote real quick she yeah said yeah, yeah. That, uh, uh, let's see. Uh, I say his age is an asset. He has wisdom. He has experience. He knows every leader in the world. He's lived history. He knows history. <laughs> then the part that I would have added was he is history. Yes. <laughs> she didn't say that. Um, he's thoughtful in his decisions. He is the right man. Uh, he is the right man or the right person for the job at this moment in history. The right man or right person. He's not. I mean, you know, he's a man, right? I hope you know he's a man. Um, you know, he's thoughtful uh, in his decisions. Like when he just decides to unilaterally fucking bomb
0: Yemen with no uh, congressional oversight or approval. You know, on a whim. That's that's a super thoughtful decision
2: he makes. I mean, it, you know, how it, it, the it fuck is did she say this amazing. shit with a straight face? Uh, you know, it, it, she was. Um, Let's see. It was Thursday to She was actually in Chicago today. Um, There's a thing down at UIC that I didn't go to because I didn't feel like going to a student thing because that makes me feel old. But uh, um, I used to go when I first moved here, there was a lot of protests at UIC uh, that I would go to. And I was always like, I'm more than twice as old as everybody else here. This <laughs> just makes me feel a little bit strange. But um, great school, though, by the way, down there by where Obama used to live. Um, so yeah, this is, this is, so the article continuing Joe Biden for months has used humor to try to diffuse the issue, the issue being his age, uh, even as polls suggest it's no laughing matter. (laughs) (laughs) I love when writers try to get funny, even though that's like their editor is probably going to remove it. Uh, an August poll from, from the associated press center for public affairs research found that 77% of us adults, including 69% of Democrats viewed Biden as too old to be effective for four more years. (laughs) So the number, the number of Democrats in the general public that think he's too old to be president is only like what seven, you know, eight, eight digits off. Did you see that? Yeah. I mean, you know, it's never
0: been more fucking over. There was a poll that came out, um, I believe yesterday, Yeah, you know, let me see if I can pull it up. Yeah. Yesterday, uh, he is trailing, uh, Trump by eight points in Michigan right now. <laughs> um, yeah. Well, which, I'm sure you know, bombing yeah. Yemen
2: will make his numbers go up in, in, uh, Oh yeah. Deer, Muslims love Dearborn. when you just
0: indiscriminately bomb other Muslim countries for no reason other than, you know, you fucking feel like it because you're, it, you're, it, it you're is tripling down on your fucking support yeah. for, Uh, The insane genocidal maniacs in Israel.
2: uh, The the weird thing is we spent 10 years trying to starve Yemen to death and bombing Yemen, um, selling weapons to Saudi Arabia to bomb Yemen. And then you look at their military and they look like more sophisticated than our military. (laughs) And I'm just like, we're never going to beat Yemen. They're they're too like they want to win. They want to protect fucking palestine like our heart's not in in it i mean like you know but it's just i'm just blown like every time i see another video of yemeni soldiers you know military parade or like they're fucking you know laning a helicopter on a fucking ship taking it over or whatever their drones flying around or like their commandos and the gear they're they're rocking i'm like this shit looks more fucking high-tech than ours
0: by like why we haven't
2: won quote-unquote won a
0: war um really since world war ii i mean if you really and you know we really didn't have much to do with winning that but um this is why historically we've lost all of these wars that we've undertaken because you know when you don't have the moral high ground and 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 you're you're not doing it for the moral reason for the right reason you know your heart is just not in it as a as a fighting you know force like it's just not something where you know you have any sort of extra um you know power behind behind your might so it's all just basically you know going through the motions and going through your training and going through you know what you're supposed to do and you know when you do have the moral high ground or you do have the 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 sort of you know uh, the winds of of you know of of change and you know history at your back like you're not gonna fucking i mean look what the fucking vietnamese did does like it it's just you know it's incredible what, what you know, doing the right thing and fighting for your life will allow you to do, you know, it's, with it's very limited home,
2: resources. Yeah, it's a home field advantage for sure. But also, like like you said, fundamentally, ideologically, nobody will fight harder than someone fighting for their own home against somebody invading it. Right. You know? um, but yeah, I mean, the great thing about Yemen, though, is, is, you know, most of what they're doing is out on the open water. Right. And, and the US Navy, we've talked about this, this ship, this boondoggle of a brand new warship they created. That after only five years, they're already decommissioning these ships mm-hmm. for a number of reasons. But the biggest was because, you know, like every big government boondoggle for the military, they want it to do everything. You know, that's why the F 35 failed because they want it to be, you know, fast and take off vertically. And have stealth capabilities and have a, you know, a long range. And it's like, you can't put all of those things into one vehicle and have it work, right? right. Like you can't have a, a ship be light and fast and have a long range. It can't do all three of those things. It's like we say in, in you know, we, in the world of cycling, you can't get a bike that is cheap, uh, sturdy, and light. You can only pick two out of those three. <laughs> If you want it to be sturdy and light, it's going to be expensive. If you want it to be, you know, uh, cheap and sturdy, it's going to be heavy, right? So they they do all these things. That's like uh, they can't even fix these ships when they break down on the open ocean because of like proprietary contractor reasons. The, the, the government and the people on the boat, the sailors and engineers aren't allowed to fix certain parts of the ship. Only the company that made that part is allowed to legally. So it's just, it's, it's like, you know, and then you see these Yemen, uh, guys, it's like the Iranian fast boats. They're just zipping all over the place because they're so small and light that they can go 60 miles an hour, 60 knots per hour or whatever on the water. And they can just run circles around any other ship. Right. So, um, yeah. And, and, and they also know that if, if we try to really go after their Navy on the open waters like that, like. There will be no ships that are going to want to go through there, right? Like, just open warfare on the seas, no ship is going to go anywhere near it, right? Yeah. And so it's it's kind of, there's there's a very much a stalemate there. Yeah, no, 100%. Um, but again, you know, Exciting we're just going to... times. Gonna...
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, but so actually, I don't know if you saw it, uh, Rashida just actually had a really good tweet uh, from less than an hour ago about this. Uh, and she's like, seemingly the only Democrat who will actually call out, uh, Biden for being the genocidal, you know, right-wing piece of shit that he is. Uh, she tweeted out that, uh, POTUS is violating article one of the constitution by carrying out airstrikes in Yemen without congressional approval. The American people are tired of endless war. Um, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, it's pretty basic, but again, it's just, you know, nobody else is willing to do that. You know, uh, they'll all fucking dance around it especially now that it's election season you get to you see the fucking tap dance again and i'm sure that you know the the right-wing ghouls of the world like the joe biden's uh get emboldened by the fact that they know that you know the rest of their party is gonna gonna really fall in line right around election time they don't really have to hold back as much as they you know do you know the rest of the year they can kind of fucking go buck wild but
2: well i think he thinks that you know, when you're struggling in the polls, becoming a wartime president is usually the way to go. Right. But but the, uh, it's not the America. It's, it's, of. I mean, well, he's stuck in the
0: fucking past like he's stuck, you know, in the 80s and it's not it the America I mean, of the 1980s anymore. Like that, that doesn't that that fucking that lowers your poll numbers. I mean, look at the fucking numbers around support for Israel among Democrats. It's fucking all time low. It's completely cratered.
2: Yeah, and, and and I've said this a million times, but right wingers uh, have become the anti-war party. At least, right-wing voters are now almost completely anti-war. Like you, you if this was twenty years ago, you'd be saying that you'd hear them say, "You know, I hope they turn," you know, Israel turns Gaza into a fucking parking lot. But like, they're now all against that shit now, <laughs> at least because Biden's president, and because they are convinced that Russia is our our real ally um because they got trump elected quote unquote so i had a few tweets here we're going to talk about the uh historic hague uh isg trial that started today um i was watching many clips of that we got a couple of those today but i want to get to a couple things that were from the last couple weeks here that i had in my notes so um i don't know if people are aware but eve fartlow is currently in israel or at least she was in the last couple fingers of Fingers crossed, stories. everybody. Fingers crossed. She's returned to her indigenous homeland, which is the country that you aspire to live in someday, not the place where you are actually born. Have you know? have you seen this now? What? That, that that all the Zionists are now claiming that you know all Jewish people
0: oh, you know, yeah, the indigenous they live in the to, world
2: to, are indigenous to, Palestine. to Israel. Indigenous to Israel because they're Jewish. And yes, is, no. Israel had, you know they have this right of you know, this birthright to live there if they should so choose to, uh, that's Despite not what indigenous fact. means. And they know that, but they're trying to take, they, they understand that there's power in, you know, branding Israel as a, uh, you know, apartheid center colonial project, which it always has been right. But now that people understand what those words really mean, thanks to movies like, uh, killers, of the flower moon, they're 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 realizing they're losing the media war in the West, right? Well, they're panicking.
0: Well, I mean, I, I think I think there is some scientific evidence behind their claim, though, because Israel does have the highest uh, propensity of skin cancer in the world. So I think that's <laughs> for sure a sign that you definitely are indigenous to an area when uh, you literally are not physically acclimated to it. Uh, you know, through evolution, that's that's Worst for sure a sign that you. Huh?
2: Worse than Australia. Yeah, no, I think it is actually worse in Australia per capita. And when you when you see what what white Australians look like when they're like 40 and their skin looks like they're 60. Uh yeah, it's, it's well like but a, again, it's a similar yeah, a bunch of white people just got,
0: you know, moved to a place that they weren't from and were like this is ours now. It's um, yeah, it
2: and it, and it takes and this is theirs now. This is their Thousands and, and thousands and thousands of years for your, you know, Skin to adapt over generations. Right. Like you look at people that have, or have, their ancestors have been in Australia for less than 200 years and they look like a fucking cooked lobster. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, it's not good. So Eve Eve Barlow, Eve Fartlow, uh, goes to, she went to uh, one of the kibbutzes that um, Hamas attacked, that then was actually destroyed by IOF soldiers because. They have this 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 Hannibal doctrine policy we talked about. We talked about that, right?
0: No, I'm sorry. What? Repeat that.
2: The Hannibal doctrine. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. We talked about that, where it's it's better to kill your own citizens than let them get captured and taken as hostages, right? Yep, Yep. So it turned out that like they, you know, they had 20 year old girls operating tanks and telling them to fire on their own people. Um, and that this, this concert that was attacked that they it may have been, well, no, well, they know there was a helicopter in the air who was shooting into the crowd, killing their own people. Um, apparently, uh, over 70 vehicles were blown up because they were heading from Israel back into the Gaza Strip. So they believe there may be, so there's a good, you know, that's, remember when it was 800 or 1800 people? That Hamas killed and then it was 1600 and then it was only 1200 and then it turns out that you know possibly a majority of those people were killed by the IDF
0: almost everybody at that concert they, they think it was was basically killed by the IDF based on what they were you know the, the munitions that the IDF had versus the munitions that Hamas you know had during well, that <coughs> that outdoor festival or whatever yeah
2: so Eve uh Eve Barlow is there she tweets this was a couple of weeks ago this is the house of Yotam Haim, a hostage in Gaza, accidentally killed by the IDF. One of the only remaining things in this house is a poster of the band Gorillas, and I was and I wondered, standing here in his bedroom in Kibbutz Kafar Aza, what it would take for Damon or Gorillas or Blur to reconsider taking this, uh, or to reconsider taking a stand here and calling for the return of the remaining hostages who are still stolen in Gaza. And somebody replied, is she asking guerrillas to be pro-Israel because the IDF just shot one of their fans by accident? Did I get that right? <laughs> <laughs> Did you see that they
0: responded to her by saying Free Palestine, the official guerrillas Twitter account?
2: No, I didn't, but they, she she said reconsider, so I assume they already said something that was... Uh, not well, yeah, Damon Albarn's
0: like a left. Yeah, he's a leftist. He's he's like, fuck you, <laughs> you fucking psycho. Like, yeah. They, so they, they quote tweeted that and said free Palestine, which I'm sure made her
2: fucking uh, yeah. blood boil. But
1: so there's
0: at
2: least one good British person. So <laughs> and then this shit, this is this is fucking wild. This is um, so I didn't even know. Uh, first time I heard about this, I was like, this can't be a thing. But of course it was. And I knew that within a couple of days it would become clear what the deal with it was. But uh, all right. So there's a couple pictures, paparazzi pictures here in this tweet of a uh, famous actress and her daughter. And the daughter is wearing uh, a shirt that did not make the owner of Stop Anti Semitism, Blue Check on Twitter, very happy. Stop Anti Semitism, Blue Check uh, tweeted out these pictures and said Beverly Hills, Jennifer Garner's 18 year old daughter was spotted today, donning a sweatshirt featuring a watermelon, a fruit repurposed to represent the challenges of the Palestinian people. This symbol erases the entire country of Israel. So, so yeah. Uh, so on her, on her sweatshirt is a picture of a slice of watermelon in the shape of historic Palestine. Uh, and, and so, if I don't think you, somebody tweeted this. They were like, if, if Zionists are this worried about saving Israel, I don't think they should tell people that a simple watermelon can erase their entire country. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Well, so, yeah, he, it was back in the 19... She is her father's
0: daughter, I will say.
2: Yeah. Back in the 1960s, um, Israel banned the Palestinian flag from everywhere. And it's been banned ever since. That's why... Um, when they killed that journalist uh, last year, they uh, had a Palestinian flag draped over her coffin, and that's the reason the police attacked attacked a funeral. Yeah, that attacked was. the literal pallbearers holding her literal coffin it was because that flag is banned. It's not. It's this, and this is in. This wasn't in. It's like, did you imagine, like, just explaining to somebody, like, did you know that? you a country can ban another country's flag from being flown in their country did it's, you know it's that like, it's
0: like if canada banned the american flag and we had like a like an american so like just to, for the maga guys like to explain it to this way and you had like an american soldier's funeral and they were carrying a guy and he had an american flag on his and co- his coffin or whatever and a bunch of fucking Canadian mounted police just started, you know, assaulting the pallbearers because they had this illegal flag in like Detroit, you know, on, on top of a cough. Like that's the that's the equivalent of what happened in that situation. But because it's, that's you funny, know. you
2: mentioned that exact thing, because Detroit is the only U.S. city to be invaded and occupied by Canada. That's <laughs> well, close enough. I mean, you know, I've kind of figured. Yeah, but that's. I didn't no, know what well, did that happened. That's, that's why they moved. It was just before the War of 1812. It wasn't, mm-hmm. I mean, so it was the British that invaded and occupied, right, but, yeah. but they invaded from Windsor, right? right? Or whatever whatever was there before whatever Windsor. Province, yeah. um, so it was just before the War of 1812, right? And they occupied Detroit for almost a year. Right. And it was they didn't go any further. They were just like, ha ha, we got the capital Detroit. So that was why they eventually made Lansing the capital to keep it away from the Brits and the Canadians from reinvading Detroit. <laughs> so fun, fun fact about Michigan. Just amazing. Like what, what what even like
0: possesses people to just be like, hey, you know, this place that's like thousands of miles and oceans away from like our home country. Not only do we own this, but like if like the people that are living there like assert their right to it, we're gonna like just fight them for fucking decades to take back this land that has that we have no fucking right, literally no claim to whatsoever. Like it's just the 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 but that's the, the I mean, general that is, audacity of white people. That from is Europe. the
2: fundamental reason. That's the fundamental link between America and Israel. Is uh-huh. our entire national identity is built on stealing the land from who was there before us that that's it's like carte blanche zionists just you know in the cake
0: um manifest destiny yeah we should get through some of these clips because i'm not really quite sure what um i I know a lot of these pertain to the 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 trial or the the hearing or whatever whatever you want to call it that's
2: happening. Oh, it's trial, yeah. So the full trial may go on for years, right? Like usually, the thing that makes this historic is that every other time there's been a case heard by the ISJ at the Hague uh, about war crimes or genocide, it was usually years and years and years after it had happened, Mm. right? And this is the first time that it's ever been like in the thick of it that a country's taken another country and usually it's the country it was done to this is the first time that another country has has filed charges against a country for genocide um that that is not involved in it although i did see on twitter yesterday a fucking israeli zionist said that israel should declare war on south africa so yeah <laughs> totally normal totally normal yeah. um so unlike the is or the ic what is it the international what's the, what's this? No, so this is the ISJ that we're going to talk about. The oh, other unlike one. like the ICC. The, uh... the ICC tries people for criminal stuff, but it's individuals. But they actually have actionable stuff where they can actually put people in jail for war crimes. The ISJ has no teeth at all, right? So they can issue a ruling demanding Israel stop genocide, and Israel can just ignore it, or the U.S. can just veto it, right? There's no nothing actually actionable here other than the fact that israel's taking this seriously because this is like they're they know they're being putting put on trial for genocide and they're going to actively defend themselves yeah the
0: court of public opinion is very significantly a factor here right and you can
2: tell that they're freaking out because fetterman was having a meltdown today did you see that video (laughs) yes yes i did just yeah he's he he's super frustrated um and he's he's Ripping his hair out, whatever hair he had left. Um, and uh, Netanyahu put out a video today, clearly directed at American audiences, uh, reminding everyone that um, Hamas cut babies' heads off. So they're trying to recycle that one again.
0: So that's for sure true. When you know, you know, when they br- trot that out again, that that's not for sure.
2: That's definitely not something they just made up and fucking had no evidence <laughs> of whatsoever. Right, right. So Netanyahu was out today um, on on this video. Uh, talk, you know, reminding us that you know they they do not target civilians the way that Hamas targets civilians. Um, the Hamas would have killed thousands more if we had not put a stop to them. Uh, you know, and, and at the same time, they're saying the exact opposite to Israeli audiences, saying we're never going to stop. We're going to kill them all. Yeah, right. So they're very concerned about the public perception, but. Uh, let's see, get down here to the, t- 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 anyway, so there's this trial going on today, South Africa Minister of Justices came and talked and talked and talked uh, to this panel of judges from all over the world at The Hague. Um, actually, the president of the Board of Judges used to consult for the State Department. So there's a good chance that if the the entire panel of judges rules in favor, uh, that you know that or they if they if they decide that Israel is in fact committing genocide or or at least is uh, not preventing genocide, it needs to stop that that the president of the judges may issue a dissenting ruling because they're mm-hmm. a fucking state department stooge,
0: yeah, yeah, so yeah, do we want to play this uh this first clip here?
2: Yeah, so the first clip is South African Minister of Justice uh, Ronald. Lamoa, and that should be clip number one. Yep.
1: The violence and the destruction in Palestine and Israel did not begin on the 7th of October, 2023. The Palestinians have experienced systematic oppression and violence for the last 76 years. On 6th October, 2023, and every day since October the 7th, 2023, in the Gaza Strip, at least since 2004. Israel continues to exercise control over the airspace, territorial waters, land crossing, water, electricity and civilian infrastructure as well as over key government functions. No armed attack on a state territory no matter how serious even an attack involving atrocity crimes can provide any justification for or defense to breaches to the convention whether as a matter of law or morality. Israel's response to the 7th of October, 2023 attack has crossed this line and give rise to the breaches of the convention.
2: Hmm. That was the whole thing. Yeah. Um, so that was just like opening statements there, just to give you the context to, that these ministers of justice are very aware of the context in which the October 7th attacks happened um they're not falling for that shit. They know that this injustice uh, has been going on for decades. Um, they know that Gaza and the West Bank are occupied militarily by Israel. So to, to say these attacks came out of nowhere is, of course, insane. Um, so this next clip, uh, this is just uh, another Minister of Justice. I don't know her name, although I don't know I, I, I believe she's also from South Africa, but she sounds Irish, but I, I could be wrong about the accent. I don't know her name, though, so I couldn't look her up. Their accent's
0: a little hard to pinpoint sometimes in South Africa.
2: Sometimes. Um, unless Leonardo DiCaprio is doing it in a movie. Oh, Jesus um, then, Christ. Then he nails it. He nails
0: it. That, oh, my God. You
2: yeah, should get a refund for that fucking dialogue. Uh, for, for, I've, I've for never watched Blood it. Diamond. Yeah, I've never watched it, but I've just seen clips of him like out of context in like some of like the worst lines in movie history <laughs> yeah, no, it's, it's, videos. It's unfortunate. Yeah. It's an unfortunate blip in a very uh, strong period for him because uh, I yeah. think that came out right after the Departed. Uh, I don't. I don't think that he was obsessed with trying to get an Oscar when he was making that one. I think he was just like, "Fuck it." No, so
0: that, was fuck it. that was a paycheck
2: movie. That was that was a one for them. <laughs> he did, he did
0: the one for him, the the Departed, and then he's like, "All right, we'll do one for them," but. uh all right yeah so let's let's play this clip uh
3: on the basis of the current figures on average 247 palestinians are being killed and are at risk of being killed each day many of them literally blown to pieces they include 48 mothers each day two every hour ...and over 117 children each day, leading UNICEF to call Israel's actions a war on children. On current rates which show, show no sign of abating, each day, over three medics, two teachers, more than one United Nations employee, and more than one journalist will be killed, many while at work, or in what appear to be targeted attacks on their family homes or where they are sheltering. The risk of famine will increase each day. Each day, an average of 629 people will be wounded, some multiple times over, as they move from place to place, desperately seeking sanctuary. Each day, over 10 Palestinian children will have one or both legs amputated, many without anesthetic. Each day, on current rates, an average of 3,900 Palestinian homes will be damaged or destroyed. More mass graves will be dug. More cemeteries will be bulldozed and bombed, and corpses violently exhumed, denying even the dead any dignity or peace. Each day, ambulances, hospitals and medics will continue to be attacked and killed. The first responders who have spent three months without international assistance, trying to dig families out of the rubble with their bare hands will continue to be targeted. On current figures, one will be killed almost every second day. Sometimes in attack's launched against those attending the scene to rescue the wounded. Each day, yet more desperate people will be forced to relocate from where they are sheltering or will be bombed in places where they have been told to evacuate to. Entire multi-generational families will be obliterated, and yet more Palestinian children will become WCNSF, Wounded Child, No Surviving Family, the terrible new acronym born out of Israel's genocidal assault on the Palestinian population in Gaza.
2: yeah well um you know she, it's she's... just it, to hear the words israel's genocidal assault w- when we almost never hear the words it's, like, a, our, it's e-
0: like an alternate universe i mean we just that th- this is nothing that you would hear in american uh media or in politics it, it,
2: it's it we're so used to the passive voice here of just you know 50 people died during israel hamas war it's like well who 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 killed them oh yeah. there's no way there's no way to know there's no way to know to, it's impossible there's enough. no way it's impossible this is enough. this is crazy so i was just i i have avoided trying to dig into the mainstream media coverage of all this because i i just like i don't hate myself that much but it is it, it's it's crazy how much work they have to do to kind of, to like cover this up while they still have to acknowledge that it's happening right hmm. but occasionally there's little places where they admit things, and I don't think it's intentional, but it, it's... So this was from Associated Press. Uh, South Africa tells the UN co- top court Israel's committing genocide in Gaza as a landmark case begins. Opening line of the article, The Hague, Netherlands AP, in a case that strikes at the heart of Israel's national identity, South Africa formally accused the country of committing genocide against the Palestinians. Re- that It strikes at the heart... is So genocide is... Part of Israel's national identity. Yeah, really, because C- I don't think you understand how that reads the way you wrote it. Yeah, no, I'm <laughs> sure they don't. But uh, I think that's a fairly uh, appropriate uh, d- uh, statement of uh, d- fact. But yeah. another one here from New York Times. Um, I don't have the title of the article, but uh, some down they're talking about the reactions to uh, the news of this trial starting today. Mm -hmm. Um, Some in Gaza doubted that the proceedings would bring an end uh, to their suffering. Hundreds of Palestinians on Thursday gathered to mark the occasion uh, in some Israeli-occupied West Bank cities, according to Wafa, the Palestinian agency's news agency. So New York Times is is just going right out and admitting the West Bank is occupied by Israel. But somehow there was a ceasefire prior to October 7th? Really? So how how is there a ceasefire when one country is militarily occupying the other? That is an act of war. Yeah, but you know that. Uh, yeah, <laughs> it's I mean, just, it's just, there's no,
0: you know, it, anyone that thought about this like in a, in a serious way would be like this is preposterous. But they've just been able to get away with this um, dichotomy for so long when it comes to Israel that nobody even questions the the these nonsensical fucking statements that they make like that. Um, I, you know, it, it's just.
2: Again, I though, you know, you that, lo- like big chunks of these articles are written by AI that don't know better <laughs> than to just call them the occupied territories. You know.
0: Yeah, no, I think that's probably true. Uh, it, it's very hard for AI to discern, like you know, the truth from like what the generalized propaganda and flowery verbiage that that you know American media would like you to frame something in. <laughs> uh is like i think they probably have a hard time yeah probably has a hard time uh distinguishing with that which is maybe the one good thing about ai <laughs> right. by accident you know that it'll actually accidentally tell the truth
2: there was um, another um bit of Italian omission here and a couple other articles um you would think that at the very least american journalists would be outraged at the sheer volume of Journalists in Gaza that have been targeted, and executed, and their families have been targeted and executed at their homes, right? I mean, there was outrage about the woman journalist who was killed last year, because there was just one, right? And right. it wasn't a time of war, right? So that was that was just her death was the whole news. Now it's over a hundred, and it's like crickets from American media. Like they don't they don't consider all these people on the street in front of piles of rubble with a microphone. Well, it's the shock doctrine to, at this to be point. real. Like yeah. I guess. But so here's a sentence from an article also from The New York Times. Um, as part of the International Criminal Court's investigation into allegations of crimes in the Gaza Strip, its chief prosecutor will review attacks that killed journalists in the Israel-Hamas war. Like, well, who killed them and how many were killed? Those seems like things they would want people to know as a news organization. So uh, just a couple other, uh, they had some links to other articles here that were kind of telling. One was collateral damage. Israel's uh, technology sector has grown rapidly over the past decade, but the war's economic impact on tech companies has shaken confidence in an industry that has become a key driver of the country's economy. <laughs> like, oh no, this might hurt Israel's economy. Yeah.
0: It, 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 the, it, God forbid. An economy in a fucking fake country that shouldn't even exist. Like, it may hurt that economy by, by, yeah, it just.
2: Yeah. (sighs) Next one. Tailoring the message with a vast chasm, chasm, vast chasm, chasm chasm between how Israelis see the the war and how much, much of the rest of the world does. Uh, Read that as all the rest of the world. Israel's leaders are adopting different rhetoric when addressing the two audiences. So I mentioned that earlier, sort of. Um, Tensions at an Israeli college at the University of Haifa, a uniquely mixed institution where more than 40% of students are Arab. Anxieties about resuming classes during the war are amplified by what is among the school's proudest achievements. It's diversity. So (laughs) apparently they had to cancel school because they're worried about people getting in fights or something. Yeah, yeah.
0: I can only imagine a fucking mixed school with like Israelis and Palestinians, or Israelis and Arab, you know, Israelis. How,
2: I, really yeah, I, horrific I, that must fucking be. That would, well, I mean, and that's why they want to purge everyone out of the Gaza Strip rather than just take it over and annex it and claim it's their own because it would it would effectively make Israelis the minority in Israel, right? Like that's that's why they want to gradually do it and, and expand out and become the indigenous population rather than just. Right. They over. still have a lot of replacement to do. Like, you know, uh, right. we
0: hear so much about white replacement. This is literally them d- doing what, you know, white people claim is happening to to white people in America. They're doing the opposite, you know,
2: did you, did you, so you saw the Fetterman video and yeah, he, where, yeah, where yeah, he I says, you know, right, 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 that right, right, right maybe on. South Africa should sit this one out. Yeah, uh, and, and people he's thought that that he was he was acknowledging, and I don't know if this is true or not. If this is what he was implying, that he was acknowledging and recognizing this fucking racist um, white replacement theory of of white farmers in South Africa that Elon has been championing. Yeah, I mean that, that that's possible, or maybe he's just saying, "Oh, it's
0: it's." hypocritical because you know uh you know you 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 yourselves were an apartheid country and now i i i I chalk it up to just he's a dumb guy and that's what he was referring to but it also could yes be the the fucking bullshit you know disproven
2: joe rogan you know spread uh, conspiracy theory about i think because because i saw people saying both things and they're basically the opposite because how could you think that as a former apartheid country that that's not the fundamental reason why South Africa is the country, the, the authority to speak on. But you have to also remember he's a very dumb uh,
0: person. And when you hear him talk, like it, there's not a lot of thought behind what he says. And I, I, I could, I could foresee a situation where that he is just, that is the, the, the bad faith or the, the just, you know, uh, the way that he, in his brains like, Oh, well, you know, Oh, oh, like, wouldn't no, you know, Germany, why don't you sit this one out? Like a country that's, you know, not fucking run by the Nazis anymore. But like, I, I, I can see that being like where his brain goes. Uh, Cause there's not much rattling around
2: up there anymore. No, uh, no. That's not a stroke joke, by the way. That's no, d- just, just yeah, there never
0: <laughs> seemed to be. It just was that he had a, uh, a team of fucking zoomers that, you know, love to dunk on Dr. Oz on his Twitter. And they, they managed to repel this guy who probably has no fucking business uh, in public office, into one of the most powerful
2: positions in the country. Um, yeah. Well, and also, APEC gave him two hundred and forty-four thousand dollars. Yeah, no, that helps. That helps. Yeah, I mean, get, getting a quarter of a million dollars. Uh, you remember the talking points they want you to use. <laughs> and a lot of people point to the fact, like, I,
0: you know, a, a lot of a lot of people theorize that he, you know, his stroke did fucking fuck up his brain to the point where he did be his rhetoric did change fairly rapidly. To a much more right-wing sort of tone, like immediately following a, you know, the, the brain damage probably suffered uh, by his stroke.
2: But uh, you know, is that I, is that what happened to Bernie too? He had the, he had the stroke. Oh, no, Bernie had a heart attack. Not no, Bernie stroke. had a heart attack. I'm sorry. Although yeah. you know <laughs> that 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 was like a hey, uh,
0: if you, it, unless you want another fucking bout with the hard tech gun, if you think you five it again, keep going. But if you if you don't think you can, uh, I think you better get yeah. in line with. Uh, it's,
2: it's like the the fucking the tr- the movie trope where like the villains torturing the hero. And he's he's like you know shocks him with a thing or like whatever the fucking con- devices and he was like that was two it goes up to 20 you know and it's like <laughs> oh my god you know like that <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that right. i've seen that in like a, like a million shows and movies before where you get you get the lowest setting to you know let you know that if you don't give the answers to the thing it's gonna get worse yeah um and i say yeah. i had like one last tweet um that I wanted to share. And this is just some random Israeli blue check. And it's a picture, a screenshot of game of Thrones. And there's like some giant mammoths and like a a army of white walkers. And they are attacking the giant ice wall. And the white walkers, the horde of the undead has a Palestinian flag and the ice wall has an Israeli flag. And this woman, this is Israeli, blue check, says, Israel is the ice wall in the Game of Thrones series. The collapse of this wall would jeopardize the safety of the entire free world. (laughs) Like, I don't know how you, I mean, misread something so terribly, but it, it does tell you what they truly think of Palestinians as subhuman. Yep. Uh, an army of zombies yeah whatever you want to call them yeah Yeah, it's just and i guarantee this woman also thinks that like danny was the hero and you know that the the, that the producers did her character wrong (laughs) yeah well that's you know that's
0: most of this this shitty fucking right-wing country that we live in unfortunately (laughs) uh just doesn't fundamentally understand things like that but you know that's a Event for another day. Um,
2: well, we talked about that one for, God, we yeah, did, like... If, event we, for another
0: 50 hours of our podcast that you probably heard. Oh
2: <laughs> we did, like, a two and a half to three hour... Uh, Just on that episode alone. ...breakdown then, yep. of every episode of Season 8 of Game of Thrones. Um, the, the the season that people said it was bad writing. But somehow we were able to talk for three hours about each one hour episode and, and, depth and, yeah, and, yeah, and, and all depth the layers and, that know. people didn't pick up on and like all the things that were payoffs that had been built up for so long. And why just so many people that I think only kind of came to the show very late in the game who thought it was Lord of the Rings and that, you know, they were going to get a Lord of the Rings ending or like 10 different Lord of the Rings endings. Right. Um, we're not just prepared. They just weren't like, they didn't remember the show that they were watching. You know? Yep. Yep. All right. So, um, yeah, well that does it for us today.
0: Um, but, uh, you know, if you want to support the show, rate, review, subscribe, uh, wherever you get your podcasts, uh, follow us on Acast. Uh, that's our, that's our new, uh, platform. Uh, I believe it's a cast.com slash, uh, shows slash move left. I believe we'll get you there. Um, either way, check our Twitter, and that'll uh, that'll link you to it as well. I'm on Twitter uh, at move
2: underscore left. Uh, Twitter? What's that? I I thought that was that was banned or um, X or whatever. It's, <laughs> whatever <you're talking> <laughs> it's Twitter. It's like the fucking Sears Tower. It's always going to be Twitter. Uh, and I'm on Twitter at bike.